the temptation to consume anything about the virus is very high. There is also some other disinformation that is being spread about, you know, 5Gs and the massive death in Wuhan. Don't get excited. You'd rather just remain the authentic radio or TV station you're known to be. One post can actually in a very short time reach 3.2 million people. Do not consume anything, and I mean anything, that does not have a source. I said, this is fake. I will not at all spread it. Because of COVID-19, we are having lots of disinformation, misinformation, some malicious information, conspiracy theories, and myth making rounds on social media, and unfortunately, sometimes on mainstream media. Who is responsible? What is their intention? How does media work together with government and citizens to ensure that we fight the spread of fake news? Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Thank you for joining me for this podcast. My name is Adi Fred Max. You can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Adi underscore Max. That is A-D-I-I underscore M-A-X. Joining me for this discussion is Dr. Emily Marachto, the head journalism and media in the Faculty of Journalism, Media and Communications at the Uganda Christian University. Joining me online from Chigali in Rwanda is Jackie Lumbasi. Jackie Lumbasi is a media personality and she'll be helping us discuss this very important topic. Jackie, you're most welcome. Lastly but not the least, joining me from Makero University is Dr. William Taeba. Dr. William Taeba is the head of department journalism and communications at Makero University. You're all welcome to the New Vision podcast. I'll start with you, Dr. William Taeba, um, just to take us through the definitions of what makes fake news, disinformation, misinformation, and malicious information. First of all, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, defines fake news in three broad ways. Uh, the first one is disinformation which is um, untruth or blatant falsehoods. Uh, the second type of fake news is misinformation or half-truth. Um, you know, people saying something, but it has some elements of truth, but it is not the entire truth. So they are missing certain certain key components. And the third category of fake news is malinformation. That is um, information shared in bad taste. Information, for instance, that is um, of, of an ethnic or uh, uh, racial nature uh, is usually uh, malinformation. Or against some people, some personalities, that, that would be uh, categorized as, as, um, as malinformation. So those are the three, three broad categories of fake news. And we can see that um, fake news in those three categories has spread because of uh, the digital technologies, the, the new media technologies that um, people have access to. Dr. William, just to shed more light, have you come across some of these fake news, you know, across social media or any form of media? The first example of, of disinformation, uh, which, which are blatant falsehoods or, or untruths or 
uh, we see this in, in many of the conspiracy theories. We've seen a lot of, uh, of fake cures being propagated. Uh, the thing about warm water, gargling warm water uh, to kill the virus. There are some images that were shared online. Lions in Russia that Vladimir Putin had uh, released lions uh, to remove Russian uh, Russians off the streets. Uh, there, there is also some other disinformation that is being spread about, you know, 5Gs and the massive death in Wuhan. And and all these um, all these uh, military operation uh, uh, that, that it is uh, the, the virus is a military operation. Uh, the fact that we, we every human being is going to be you know implanted with microchips to to monitor. The fact that um, you know uh, this virus is is all about radi radiation poisoning and taking iodine pills. Uh, is is a cure. So so this does not have any scientific. Um, you know, it is not verified scientifically. The scientists have not come out to really confirm how true this is. In that case, uh, we would take it as disinformation, as untruth, as blatant falsehoods that are being spread. Um, that are really conspiracy theories. Jackie Lumbasi, let me get to you. Why a lot of fake news and conspiracy theories, especially during such a time where we have a crisis at hand, COVID-19? Hello, Marks. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the New Vision podcast. It's interesting you ask about um, fake news. On the same day that I read about scientists discrediting conspiracy theories that have been claiming 5G technology helps transmit coronavirus. Now, these scientists have described it as that theory. They've described it as the worst kind of fake news. So I'm just finding it interesting that on the same day that I've spent time reading that story, I found it on BBC, it's the same day that you ask me what uh, I think about fake news. You ask why does it happen a lot more during crisis? And I have also asked myself that so many times. I have seen it in the past. I remember during the post-election violence in Kenya in 2007, a lot of things happened then. And then during the next election, some photos from that time would be brought purportedly to be the current situation. And that really angered me. I said, this is so bad and I will not be party to this. So as an individual, I said, this is fake. I will not at all spread it. Now, Jackie, as a media personality, I assume that you use social media quite a lot, you know, in breaking news, in finding out uh, what is happening, you know, quite fast and very quickly. Unfortunately, social media is also the home of fake news, if I can put it that way. Do you agree that social media has made this worse, especially during this time of COVID-19? So you see, Marx, um, I believe that fake news has always been there, but it's been exacerbated by social media. The more people we have on social media, the more different platforms we have access to, the easier it becomes for people to create their own stories and spread whatever news they want. So we have credible news sources. You've got your mainstream print or TV or radio that you can rely on. But unfortunately, those are not the only um, 
media that people are currently relying on for news. We have people on social media that have even perfected the art of twisting what comes from the mainstream and giving it their own touch and making it seem real or even more real than where they picked it from. So if you ask me, it's been there, but it was on the law. Social media has made it worse. And the fact that we have a lot of different people there, you have no idea what intentions they do have. At times, some of them go there. They have nothing to do but to create whatever they can create and fuel whatever they can fuel. Yep, trust me, social media has made it worse. Let me bring in Dr. Emily Marachto from the Uganda Christian University. Do you agree that there has been a lot of fake news during this pandemic? And why are such moments prone to fake news? Indeed, there has been a lot of fake news going on on this coronavirus crisis. And the reason such critical moments uh, people are very prone to fake news is that uh, people are hungry for information. In this particular case, uh, not much is known and not many people actually can verify what is circulating. Despite efforts to call for people to only consume what is um, from official sources, the temptation to consume anything about the virus is very high because our people want to know. People don't know anything that uh, can help them. That they, they, they think that the only thing being told to them is not the only thing. So the temptation to always look beyond what is there is very, very high. So such moments are very prone to fake news because uh, people are attempting to explain things. Many of them have no sources, no ways of verification, and no authenticity at all. Unfortunately, many people do not have the skill to identify certain types of information as fake news immediately. Thank you, Doctor. If I may ask, who really are behind uh, fake news and and what could be their intention or motive? Who really are behind fake news that we receive and their intention? I don't know. The, the honest truth is that I don't know because um, at times like this, there are many people with vested interests and uh, some of their interest is to get people to panic. Some of their interest is to create an impression that doesn't exist. So there are always people who hope that uh, a time like this will give them the currency they need to have their voices heard. And for some, it's like a joke. It's, I have seen uh, information that really is bad joke. And people hope that, uh, you know, they will increase their, their, their circulation of ideas by simply sending something fake. And maybe they just test that to see whether their ideas can be liked or not liked. And for some, I understand it is also money because the more people actually um, circulate an idea, the more it gets viral, the more money people make on those websites. And so the motives could be financial, it could be uh, just to create uh, a situation, it, it could be a selfish interest, it could be anything. Dr. William Taiba, let me bring you at this point. Now, some people say that uh, fake news is also aimed at popularizing propaganda. What is your take on this? You know, uh, in the definition of fake news, the UNESCO also refers to propaganda. 
you know, propaganda as we know it is um, uh, information that is used to promote a political cause or a point of view. Uh, propaganda um, can originate from um, people who have a political cause to promote. So it could be people who, you know, um, in the United States or any other part of the world, those people who are against the United States or those people against the Chinese influence on the African continent, all over the world for that matter, uh, they could be some of those people that are, are behind uh, the fake news that we see online. Uh, now, when it comes to propagation of, um, of the fake news online, obviously, the citizen journalists are, I think, to blame. Uh, everyone who has access to a phone, uh, a smartphone, is able to spread this. And uh, the moment this is spread, uh, one individual, one individual shares it with, uh, I don't know, five people, five people share it with another, uh, each, each of those shares it with another five. They are, there has been some modeling done, which shows that, uh, you know, one post can actually in a very short time reach 3.2 million people. So um, the people behind this fake news, obviously there is a, you know, propaganda behind it. They want to promote political causes or uh, give, they are given points of view. Thank you, Dr. Taewa. Dr. Marachito, let me bring you in. What exactly is making it easy for fake news to circulate? Is it the proliferation of uh, news platforms? The platforms definitely do not help. The fact that we have so many platforms, the fact that we have uh, such ease at sharing information, because many of the platforms we have today do not uh, keep the traditional uh, gatekeeping practices open. In fact, it closes them. So definitely the, the, the news platforms that exist have really helped the circulation of fake news. And the fact that people can just send them without having to go through another is very, very high. But also the, the lack of measures in terms of uh, actually being able to apprehend people who circulate fake news. Most of these things are new to us and we have no uh, systems in place to follow up and to check and to make sure that those who circulate it are found and are punished. And that can be uh, extremely difficult. So it's a combination of having new platforms in place that help circulation, but also uh, the, the failure to have regulation actually keep up with uh, some of the um, practices that have changed over time in as far as how news is delivered. Thank you, Doctor. Now, Jackie, if we agree that social media has actually accelerated the spread of fake news or conspiracy theories, what then should mainstream media do? Is it their responsibility anyway? How do we curb the spread of fake news? As mainstream media, how do we curb fake news? I believe we can by doing what we are supposed to do, just continuing to do what is right. And what is right is 
verifying stories that's what we've always done so as mainstream media unfortunately there are cases where we've seen media houses also get carried away and they want to first um click on that story retweet it or go with it before they can do the verification uh-uh, no we don't do that don't get excited you'd rather just remain the authentic radio or tv station you're known to be delay to break the news actually don't break the news because by the time you go up with it it will not be news anymore but the difference between you and the others that will have rushed to do it is that you will have done your homework you will have researched on that story you will prepare a good piece that is far much better than the quick quick clickbait that people fell for or that some people on social media put up so we can just continue to do that let's not fall for the temptation to be seen to be oh yes I was the first one. No, no, no. We that is for me the best way for mainstream media to maintain their place.